And now, from our studios in Kansas City, Sci-Fi For Me Radio is live from the bunker. Hello, everybody, and welcome. We are live from the bunker. Good to have all of you here with us today. My name is Jason Hunt. I am the editor here at Sci-Fi for Me. And uh, Dave in the chat, was there a show yesterday? There was not, because I am fighting mightily to not get bronchitis. You might, you might hear a little little frog in my throat so i'm gonna let junior boss do most of the talking today he doesn't know that yet oh please don't do that (laughs) (laughs) the live chat is open we are broadcasting to youtube facebook and odyssey i think we're broadcasting to odyssey it says we're broadcasting to odyssey uh but we'll see um all right so the chat's open if you're not here with us live, if you're here on replay, you can still leave a comment. And as always, we do welcome your emails live from the bunker at sci-fi4me.com. And uh, you can suggest topics. You can comment on things that we talk about or the interviews that we have. And uh, um, suggest guests that we could invite. And uh, if you are listening to us as a podcast, we welcome you as well. You're, uh, we've got plenty of different podcast platforms where we're available and we've got people listening from all over the world including Turkey and Russia and New Zealand Germany so it's good to have all of you with us as well all right um, real quick I missed uh, junior boss is here uh, with me to talk about Superman and Lois, uh, the third episode of the second season. But I want to I want to comment one one thing real quick before we get into that uh, on this G four thing uh, because <coughs> well G four TV you 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 probably have not been paying attention to it at all. So I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna have you standing by, <coughs> and we're going we're gonna take a look very 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 quickly. And Dave, thanks very much. I I hope I'm feeling better soon too. Uh, I see Cam1138 there. You're Muslim local. Good to see you all in the chat. So the the blow up over G4 TV. Now, for those of you who are not familiar, if you're not into video games, G4 was an early cable channel dedicated to video games. It was marketed early as the MTV of gaming back in the day. And you had... Uh, playthroughs and game reviews and commentary and discussion and news and such like MTV did for music uh, G4 did for gaming and then you had a channel called Tech TV which handled mostly discussions on the hardware side of things computers and and monitors and and devices and consoles and that sort of thing hello Keely Chow good to see you as well eventually the two channels merged and you had G4 TV And like so many other media of the time, G4 fell victim to the internet. Uh, You had Starlog and Fangoria and Wizard Magazine and Cinefantastique and a lot of these early publications, print publications uh, and, and broadcast networks 
that started to decline because a lot of this stuff you were able to find on the internet. And when G4 TV came back, a lot of people were like, oh, hey, you know, that's, that's as exciting because we remember G4 TV. We grew up watching G4 TV. But Comcast, which now runs G4 TV, forgot a crucial element of all of this and neglected to take into account that G4 TV is not the only the only thing available what anymore that does this kind of thing there are thousands of youtube and twitch channels now for this kind of thing people do playthroughs on games they'll do uh, they'll do reviews they'll do discussions this stuff is all over the internet and, and you can check out um... What? Sci-fi for me on Twitch as well. Well, yes, so. you can you can check out Sci-fi for me on Twitch as well. We've done gameplay, and we've had uh, a, a podcast dedicated to gaming. It's called Eight Bits, and we may bring it back this year. But the Ooh. the idea that G4 TV brings anything new to the table seems to have been missed by Comcast. They think they just pick things up where it was and do the same thing they were doing. They can't. They're trying to be a YouTube channel and fitting in to doing whatever is being done on YouTube channel, and they're not bringing anything unique. They're not bringing anything that says, we're G4 TV, here's why you should watch us. Yes, sir? May I ask a dumb question? Okay. What would be the difference between that and Starlog coming back. Um, <clears throat> well, see, the thing is... I mean, what did Starlog bring back to the table? Well, that's the question. Because you want to make sure that what you bring is something that you don't get very, very many other places. And the, right. the problem... The problem with the... Uh, the problem with... G4 is they're trying to they're trying to do the same thing that everybody else is doing. And that's one of the things that we we have avoided here. I mean, Starlog is one of our uh, gold standards in terms of the kind of things that we do. Um <laughs> Cam says Starlog was cool. G4 was always low grade, low talent trash. Well, you know, it's 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 a matter of taste, I suppose. But the 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 notion here that that G four brought anything special, um, and then last week or the week before last, one of their on air talents, Indiana Black, also known as Froskarin, uh, which is Icelandic for frog, <coughs> she goes on a rant about. Sexism in gaming admits that she and the other on-air talent are reading reviews that are written by committee and doesn't do the channel any any favors. And the resulting dust-up has uh, blew up over on Twitter, blew up on social media, and a lot of people calling her out already because she doesn't seem to know very much about what she's talking about, according to people who are criticizing her participation in things like X-Play and whatnot. I don't know. She's not 
I again, I I peaked at the Atari 2600, so I'm I'm on the outside looking into this. But it occurs to me that <laughs> Cam says there's no way this was not scripted. Um, yes, Kilichov, uh, Frost is short for Froskerin. Um, the, the, this idea that she could go on this rant seemingly out of the blue, it feels like this whole thing was a stunt. And it feels like it backfired on them quite a bit. She was, she was doing what she was going to do. She blew up and, and, you know, did the whole, you know... Gamergate misogyny sexism in games that we've heard for years now and <clears throat> doesn't bring any receipts and okay she she's not as attractive as Olivia Munn but that doesn't matter if you know what you're talking about and some people seem to think that she doesn't now she has completely nuked her Twitter account and she says that it's you know, her usual spring cleaning social media clean out, but she's deleted everything on Twitter, which has some people wondering maybe if she had a conversation with the Comcast powers that be and said, let's reset things. But the the notion that G4 TV has any value at all anyway is questionable at best. And it's one of the things that we've talked about here, the fact that this channel doesn't do things the same way as everybody else because everybody else does the same thing. And why would you why would you find another channel just to do the same thing? We my approach to this channel has always been that it is a TV channel that happens to be on YouTube video uh, Vimeo well we're not we're on, we've got a Vimeo channel but I never use it. But we're on YouTube, well, we're on Odyssey, we're on Facebook. We broadcast live to the video platforms that are out there. But we are a TV channel, not a YouTube channel. And I think that changes how we approach things, how we how we deal with things. And I think that brings some value to the table. And G4 TV doesn't have that. So we're better than G4 TV. All that to say. <laughs> well, I've never even heard of them. So I'm Well, you're young. I'm assuming it's probably had its fans though right it did it did but see the thing about it is though okay. G, g4 tv was a big thing when they were the only thing and do you think that part of it could be not bringing anything new to the table but bringing something old to it that nostalgia factor well it's um and if it is <laughs> then it won't last very long it'll well, be like maybe a good week well, I mean, they've, it, it's been around, and and I know they're 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 banking on people recognizing the name, people my age and older who remember G4 TV for what it was at the time, and maybe maybe there's something to that, but they've got a lot of subscribers on their YouTube channel, and they don't have a whole lot of viewership, so people people bought into it and subscribed to the channel but they're not watching any of the videos because they get it everywhere else. This is the same kind of thing. Like I said, playthroughs, you know, game gaming reviews and playthroughs, you can find you can find thousands of those on both YouTube and, it's and all the Twitch. same game. Yeah. Everybody's doing this game at the same time. I was watching a streamer and he's just like Among Us was the best thing for lazy for lazy content creators and just sit back 
no no content just do the next game after the next game yeah. and everybody's doing it and nobody cares well and and, and it, and it's one of those things we've talked about because because the gameplay that we do we do some stuff. I mean Ryan's been doing some stuff over there lately. I've got a couple of games that I just play to to wind down at night that I might stream. It's not a normal usual. Everybody is playing this thing. Uh, Dave, Dave's comment. I'm so glad I found this channel. You do things right. That's going into a promo, by the way. <laughs> mm-hmm. So thank you for that. Uh, okay, so so. Ultimately, I think I think G4 TV is going to be a flash in the pan. I, I don't think they're going to last very long. I think Comcast will eventually shut them down because they're not they're not bringing value. Uh, Ke- Keely Chow let says let we're get- we're all better than G4. We talk about more than just video games. We talk about movies and shows. Thanks to Lorena Creole and Drunk 3PO, we also talk about theme parks. We also talk about sports on sports wars. Yeah, I mean, it's that it's that diversification of content that I think uh, helps certain channels. But you also have the the channels out there, like I've like I've mentioned before, the rage bait channels. We're going to hate everything. We don't do that here either. And if if G4 wants to bring anything new, they got to do something unique. They got to do something that is worth our time and our consideration and our attention. And what that is, I have no idea. But Frost going off on on sexism in gaming and basically calling out most of our audience and then says hey you know i'm getting all of these i'm getting all this blowback i'm willing to talk to people talk to my agent here's an email address that turns out to be fake and then she nukes her twitter account that's unprofessional wait she she decided to talk to somebody after the blow up after the blow up she got back on on twitter and she was saying she was saying okay i got all these youtube people that are talking about me i'm willing to come on and talk and she was willing to do interviews and have conversations she said right Turns out, maybe not so much. So, anyway. Uh, Cam says uh, to, to Keely Chow, your average person interested in games has more in-depth knowledge on these subjects than the experts. These people are fakes, they're script readers, and nothing more. That is true. That's a good point. There, there have been multiple IGN gaming uh, doing tutorials. There's one where they had the tutorial next to a mouse. It was two videos. The IGN person doing the tutorial and a mouse doing a maze. The mouse got the maze done in a minute. It took 15 minutes for the IGN game player to get a a teaching tutorial done that most people can minutes yeah that's a that's a whole nother level to this because you have a lot of games journalists out there and i use that term very loosely games journalists who are complaining uh this was a few months ago complaining that a lot of these games don't have an easy mode for them to play when they're doing their reviews i'm like okay most people are not going to play in easy mode why don't you just play the game but anyway all right so there's there's that all that to say Keep watching us. Don't watch them. <clears throat> right? 
Uh, speaking, speaking of our Twitch channel, we're going to do another uh, watch party here sometime soon. I think we're going to do Runaway starring Tom Selleck. I think it's going to be our next, excuse me, our next, uh, our next selection. So, <coughs> all right, I'm going to try to try to mute my mic whenever I get caught by a cough, but uh, we're going to go through this. All right, so Superman and Lois this week, third episode, The Thing in the Mines. I've been uh, waiting since this episode came out to talk about it. Well, okay, so showrunner Todd Helbing said that in the third episode, we're going to get the full reveal of what this character is. We've got this character blasting his way up out of the mine, out of, out of the mine, and in this containment suit that has everybody thinking it's doomsday. And I remember I was talking to Mrs. Boss here, and I was like, I just don't want them to do Doomsday. We've done Doomsday to death. It's too soon to do Doomsday if they're going to do it on Superman and Lois. You and I talked about this before. And it was... I was okay, let's see what they do. But I also remember, you know, what Helbing said about different expectations on the villains and being able to do twists on them and what he did with Captain Luthor last year, quote-unquote, who ends up being John John Henry Irons instead of a, a Lex Luthor uh, variant. Uh, I thought, okay, I, I'm, willing to, I'm willing to give it some time, let it play out, see what happens. And... <coughs> excuse me. And it turns out this is not Doomsday. But now, it was funny because in the middle of the episode, so Clark is still having these visions, some sort of a psychic connection with it, with whatever it is that's beating its way out of the mind. And they're sitting there at the dining table, Clark and Lois are, and, and Lois actually says the line, don't go all Doomsday on me. And as soon as she said that, I thought, ah, oh, okay, they're, they're telegraphing, but wait. What if they're not? And as right. soon as she said, don't go all doomsday on me, I thought, hang on. What if this is all a red herring? And you even I, you even suggested that this might not be doomsday. And we had some people that were, you know, the the, the social media challenge, you know, the, the social media chatter was maybe it's not. And turns well, out it's I, not. I regret saying it after the episode because we went to dinner last week and I went, hey, wouldn't it be crazy if it's not Doomsday and it's an evil Superman? And he went, uh, I don't know about that. Well, well no, because the, the way that, no, the way I remember the conversation, you said, you suggested. Superman from John Henry Iron. Exactly. And I said, it's probably not him. <laughs> No, but, I, I I'm not saying that I got it right, but I got I got a little you got close. Well, and and when uh, when uh, spoilers, by the way, if you haven't seen the episode yet, you should probably wait right. to listen to this. But when uh, when the the helmet came off, and it was like uh, the Empire Strikes Back in the yeah. cave, you know, when when the the mask explodes, you know, Darth Vader's mask explodes, and there's Luke Skywalker's face. And in this one, you have the you have the helmet pop off, and there's Tyler Hecklin's face. And I'm like, hang on. And when Sam Lane says 
some bizarre sort of Superman. I thought, oh, I see what you did there. Very clever, very clever, very clever. Because I didn't see that coming. I think it's going to be an amalgamation of the two. And I think that's how you're going to earn it. I think An amalgamation of the two. You mean... I think Bizarro is going to become unstable at some point. Well, he always does. And he's going to become this doomsday. Maybe that's a possibility. They wouldn't confirm doomsday if they weren't doing doomsday. You don't do a confirmation. I mean, I guess you can, but that'd be weird to confirm doomsday. Have the doomsday suit. Say that you're doing a twist on the character. I think it's going to be Bizarro becoming Doomsday. And that would be a really cool thing to do across the season. Maybe. Nope, your audio just cut out. Yeah, I got it. Um, whoops. Um, and he just right. becomes more deranged. Maybe. And if he becomes doomsday at the very end that be a cool evolution the question now for me is where he came from how he got there in the mine well i think we're going back to my lex luthor theory i think somebody obviously knew something was down there what i think happened so this bizarro blue eyes means he has freeze vision so they're going certain routes with this character. He's also speaking in reverse, if you didn't uh, notice. Is that reverse? Is um, he speaking reverse Kryptonian? Is that what yeah, that sounds no, like? No, he's speaking reverse English. Um, the first line he says is, leave me alone, when he's fighting Clark. Mm. And then when he's in the fortress, he says, home. And it's all played in reverse. So... He's speaking in reverse. He's got freeze vision. So if they're doing a complete reverse, I think that he's a clone that failed and was put in the X-Kryptonite mind. Because what would be the reverse of X-Kryptonite? Green Kryptonite. And after that whole incident in the mines, well, could if have reawakened. If that's the case, then all of the X-Kryptonite being in the mine would... would De, uh, would debilitate him and they didn't do that unless unless there was a power surge because of the fight at the end of season one no maybe it's i mean the ex kryptonite still works right well yeah it? because that's the other thread in this in this thing because uh you know jimmy the quarterback okay. apparently is using crystal x kryptonite to augment his ability as the quarterback, and Jonathan, uh, Jonathan uh, tips to it, figures out that it's his girlfriend selling this stuff to him. <clears throat> and instead of instead of confronting her about it, <sighs> teenagers. Yeah. Instead of confronting her about it, he decides he wants some of his own. Now, what that's going to do to him. Being half Kryptonian is anybody's guess. Could could they be doing... Let's see if I remember this right. It was a Green Arrow comic where Speedy 
got hooked on something. Oh, they did a whole arc. They did a whole arc on that. You think Um, we're going to be going down that kind of route? I don't know. Um, You could. Maybe, but, you know, then you then you turn into an ABC after school special if you don't do it right. Right. Keely Chow says, can anyone imagine what would happen if you combine X kryptonite with venom? You, you mean venom like venom, Marvel venom? Symbiote? A symbiote? Um, I don't know. Um, Who knows? Basically just evil Superman from John Henry's Earth. Maybe. So the uh, this, I'm I'm still I'm still pleasantly surprised by this show. Um, yep. Oh 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 oh, the venom that made Bane. That venom, uh, X kryptonite and Bane's venom, steroid oh. compound. That would be interesting, you know. And you I could like do that. that. You could do that that element in the story with the the super team that Anderson has got. What are they working on? What are they What are they using to get their powers? Because they're probably using X kryptonite as well. Well, I think they were this. Well, wait, were they all from Smallville? I don't know. I don't think so. But the only thing Tag got his, Tag Tag, got his powers from the incident in Smallville, right? But but it's the X it's the X kryptonite that does it, right? And we've seen, you know, that guy at the at the airport, for example, the terrorist that was holding those hostages. He was he was breathing in a gaseous compound of X, uh, X kryptonite, which is how he was able to to beat down Superman. So if they've turned that into a weaponized steroid of source, a power source then you could have all sorts of people to show up with powers. But the people with the people in Smallville, that was important from the standpoint of they're the closest ones in proximity to the X kryptonite for a number of years and that made them more receptive to the Kryptonium mind takeover. So that doesn't have anything to do with power sets. Well, I was wondering if they were the people that were already exposed or if they're now being experimented on with the extra, I think they're new experiments because if if I remember right from last season, everybody, everybody went back to normal after the Eradicator was destroyed or or whatever whatever happened there at the end. Tag didn't though. No, but maybe I'm fucking thing. I don't know. I don't, it, it could very well be that they gave Tag some more of that X Kryptonite compound though. Okay. Because they already had him in custody. Remember, well, I don't know because he's the only one who doesn't seem to have all the other powers. He just seems to have super speed, right? Which he got from the exposure initially, but it was right. an explosion, so it was a little bit different type of of scenario that exposed him to the to the XK radiation or or, or gas or effect or whatever. So, anyway, all right. So, here's what we're going to do. We're going to take a real quick break. We will be right back discussing episode 203, season 2, episode 3 of Superman and Lois, The Thing in the Mind. When we get back, we're going to talk about Jordan and Sarah. (sighs) Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Remember, no matter where you go, there you are. 
This is Sci-Fi For Me Radio. Sci-Fi For Me is about to take you on an incredible journey into the realms of science fiction, fantasy, and horror. Interviews with writers, filmmakers, artists, and actors. Conventions and fandom. Previews and reviews of movies and television. Sci-Fi For Me is working to be the most popular science fiction magazine in the solar system. Subscribe now and enter the fantastic world of Sci-Fi For Me, delivering the multiverse since 2009. Foreign Bodies, Saturday at 1 p.m. Eastern, only on Sci-Fi For Me TV. Back live from the bunker, Jason Hunt here, along with junior boss, James Hunt. Good to have all of you here. We are talking about Superman and Lois. The thing in the mind. Let's get on to a couple of the the beeline threads. Let's let's get the whole Jordan Sarah thing out of the way. Before we have to painfully do that. Did you notice that Steel has not been having his hammer? No. Didn't it? Okay. Did, has it? Is it still? Is it still around? I thought. Did I something know. happen to it? I can't remember. I don't think so. I think it's fine at the end of season one. But yeah, no, he showed up without it. So yeah. I was wondering if I missed something or. I haven't. I have. I do not recall anybody saying anything about one way or the other. Okay. So I'm not sure. Um, all I, right. I, I so would, I was going to ask you about it because I thought you might know what happened to it. Yeah. No, I haven't. I haven't. Have you? Have you seen anything about the hammer? Do we remember anything? No. All right. Mrs. Boss didn't either. So Jordan and Sarah. I'm actually. I'm actually pleased. I don't want to say pleased. I'm. I'm. I'm not disappointed in how this storyline is playing out because it could it could very well have gone so horribly horribly wrong and I'm it glad hasn't it, so far. <clears throat> I'm glad it's playing out and not dragging out. Yeah, there is that. I mean, that goes back to our conversation about the first episode of the season where the the dynamic between Lois and Natalie gets addressed and and instead of dragging the entire season where they're angsty at each other, the the first episode would just get that conversation done and let's start working on making things better. And I think now with the thing with Jordan and Sarah, same kind of thing where you're going to have, uh, you know, she's... she. Okay, she kissed a girl. She agonized about it. She still wants to be with Jordan. You know, a lot of people were sitting there saying that uh, that this was this was the this was the moment where the show was about to go woke, and and it does not appear uh, that that's the case as of yet. So I, you know, there's there's a possibility, and and I know the shippers are already out there wanting Sarah and Natalie to get together, but. You know, you've got you've got people that are that are looking at that as a possibility, but I don't think that's going to happen because you have uh, you have a dynamic between Jordan and Sarah that I think feels a little bit more authentic than you normally have in a show like this. 
Uh, and yeah. when I say show like this, I don't mean a CW show, you know, superhero show. I mean a CW show with, with all of the emotions and the angst and the drama fr- from teens and tweens. Um, yeah, they, they so. really do have a really good chemistry together. Yeah, and and she's she's a very uh, a very talented performer. I I've been I've been really impressed with how well she's been carrying this character, and the you know the idea uh, of of them you know they have they have their bumps they have their hiccups just like a normal regular relationship. Uh, Keely Chow said shipping destroys everything. Some shippers like the Raylos are weird. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yep. yeah. Shippers do destroy everything. I could one of these days, maybe. Well, maybe not. I don't know. But there, I, I could very well do an hour on shippers, but I'm not gonna. <laughs> yeah. Um. Also, everything that happened with Jordan and Sarah led to, again, Tyler Hecklin being. Probably one of the best dads on TV in the last few years. I agree. I I like the fact that he's not the dumb dad. I'm I'm realizing, you know, you have these conversations about, like, the dads of the 90s and stuff. And we don't really talk about those on TV anymore. This is it, honestly. Like, I don't even care that it's a superhero show. Tyler Hecklin being a dad just makes it so enjoyable to watch. Because he's good. These are good actors with good writing. It's so weird to watch that. Because I'm not used to watching good actors with good writing. And they're and they're killing it. Yeah. And the conversation with Jordan and Clark about, well, I love her. I, well, you're 15. It was just like, this is a conversation I've had with my dad. This is a conversation that probably... A Most lot of a lot of dad. teenagers, a lot of teenagers have that conversation with their dad. I remember having a, having but a similar type of conversation with my dad when I was about that age. But it's a real conversation. Yeah, yeah. That's I don't know. I don't mean to like hammer in on the point, but I'm just I love the show, and I love that it's authentic. And and the scene with Jordan and Clark is really good when Clark makes it up to him. By giving her, you know, giving him Martha's necklace to give to Sarah. Yeah, that was good. That was that was really good. Well, and and, and it also it also sets up there is a possibility still that it doesn't work out and she gives it back. But now there's now there's weight to the relationship that wasn't there before. And I hate to say this is Chekhov's necklace, but you know. They wouldn't introduce the necklace this early in the season without possibly... this. There's a couple of different ways they could do this. Either the necklace is the resolution on this kiss-to-girl arc, and now we're going to move past that, or the necklace is the beginning of another arc that's going to pay off in some way involving the necklace later on down the season. So. I think it's going to be more of an emotional gut punch. If, if, if it's if we're going to be using the necklace again, could be. Ooh, 
Keely Chow says the saddest thing about not having a fifth season of Lois and Clark is not seeing Clark and Lois being parents to an infant child. That well, and and you know this comes out of not necessarily New Fifty Two. I mean, there have been some stories in the past about Superman and Lois being parents, but it's not anything that's really been covered extensively. And I and, and I, I agree with you, James. I think it's really uh, an interesting dynamic to see Clark as a dad and dealing with dad things at the same time he's got to be Superman and he's got to, you know, there's a, there's an added, an added track there that a lot of people don't have to deal with, but you know, it's, it's, that's the job and it's anybody who goes and does the job. They come home to their family and they got to be dad. So, and they'll have very little details. Another thing the show does is not treat us like idiots. Mm -hmm. Um, when John and Timmy, I think his name was, or Jimmy, whatever, T uh, got into uh, the fight on the football field. Timmy, I think. Yeah. John hits Clark, and he takes the fall. Yeah. And I'm like, that's that's a good that's a good detail. That's I like that. I well, like I like that the show knows we know what's going on because some shows may have just like. I think I lost my train of thought there. Well, no, I, <laughs> I, I, I get what you're saying. But see, the thing about it is, too, you have to also remember that Clark has spent a lot of time pretending. So right. he's he's probably a little bit more on the ball when it comes to reacting to things as Clark as opposed to reacting as, as Superman. But you also have to remember that whatever has been going on with him psychically with this thing that's coming up out of the mind, he's also off his game. So when he gets punched, it's entirely possible that Jonathan actually actually knocked him back. So, and, you know, there's always that possibility that the ex-Kryptonite activates some latent powers in Jonathan. It could it could very well be that by the end of the season they both got powers. Both Well, both I kids. want to talk about that real quick. Okay. We we're talking about the necklace. What if we don't lose Superman? We lose Superboy. What if I don't think Jordan I don't think any of the kids are going to get killed. Uh, yeah, that's not this kind of show. What if Jordan gets like really hurt and that's what i was talking about with the necklace being like a bit more of an emotional cue or emotional i don't know what the right term to use for that would be check off's emotional damage i guess i don't know <laughs> um but like and that's what happens when john gets powers he gets powers and tries to fight alongside his dad after his brother gets hurt maybe that's possible. It's also possible that the brothers end up facing off against each other. Or they're the unifying force when their dad gets taken out. And they beat the threat. Possibly. Yeah, they're probably going to have a fight when Jordan finds out he's on x tonight. Because I think what's going to happen, everybody's going to get so excited that John finally has his power. But they can't do any diagnostics because the fortress was destroyed or taken out of commission. 
No. So they won't be able to know it's ex-Kryptonite. And then when they finally found find out, there's going to be the big blow-up and Jordan's going to probably get in a few hits. Maybe. Assuming yeah. assuming that he, you know, assuming that, that Jonathan gets powers. So I feel like I should be talking about the episode not theorizing. <laughs> well, no, I mean, it, there's nothing wrong with having theories about what's going to happen. Um, okay, so the other side story, um, Sam and Lois getting the information about what was going on with Lucy, I think. Yeah. That's what, um, I kind of tuned out at that point, um, wasn't too sure what was going on. Is this, is this? Is the woman on the podcast Allie? Uh, yes. Uh, okay. I don't know what it is, but I've been very lost during the whole Lois and Sam stuff. I'm. Well, what's what's happening there is you've got um, you've got they're they're playing with, and they've got to be very careful how they do this. They've basically, for some reason, somebody has decided that they're going to incorporate the Nexium storyline from real life that uh, that Allison Mack was involved in, and incorporate that and make it part of Lucy's story. And wait, did they name her Allie after Allison Mack? I don't know. Um, that, that would be yeah. that's that's interesting. I I. I I don't know. That's a that's a good that's a good question. I'm not sure if they would have done that or not. But yeah, it's it's. I don't I don't know that this is going to be a good thing. It this is the this is the family drama stuff that uh, maybe we don't need. But it's CW, so you got to have some of it in there. Uh, Borgport says maybe Superman gets captured and the sons have to fight their super uncle because tell, tell, uh, you know maybe maybe Morgan Edge gets uh, escapes and uh, I don't think Talro's going to be a villain again. I think I think he's going to get the road to redemption. You think? Mm-hmm. Because like the last last week's episode, he just he just wants his family, but he's so abused by his dad but like if, if there was no redemption he would not have shown Clark his mom there there would not have been a family reunion maybe because even in the flashbacks he wanted to be Clark's brother and tell, uh, Zeta Rowe kept telling him no Yeah. but now that Zeta Rowe's gone and there's no more Eradicator I, I think he's going to be one of the good guys. It's a possibility. I mean, I he, there's a there's a danger that he gets overused, so you have to be really careful about that. Um, but there's huh? Okay, hold on. I'm looking. Oh, that's a completely different. That's a completely different girlfriend. Yeah, you didn't know to know that. Well, last I, season was Tegan, and this season's is 
Candace. Yeah, I hadn't I I hadn't picked up on the fact that it was a different character. I I knew it was a different actress, but I'm thinking, did they recast that character? Because I I didn't remember the name of the girlfriend from the first season. All right, now that makes a little bit more sense. All right, never mind. I got distracted. Well, the <coughs> the other part of this because the Nexium thing, uh, you know, you're you're in. You're in a situation where there's still a lot we don't know about what actually really happened. There are people that were that were involved in that at various different levels who sit there and say, well, the media made it sound like it was this when it actually wasn't that. It was something else. And, you know, she, you know, Allison Mack got caught up in it. And now she's, you know, she's looking at three, you know, she's serving three years in federal prison. You've got, um, uh, the the guy who was in charge of the whole thing he's he's behind bars so they're taking that storyline feels like they're taking that and they're going to incorporate it and lucy lucy's the linchpin but see the thing is, is if they're going to bring back jenna dewan who played lucy in supergirl and make her part of this I'm wondering if this is going to be the same Lucy that we had in Supergirl, or if this is going to be a completely different one, because... Todd Helping has confirmed that this is a post-crisis Lucy Lane. Okay. All right. But it's... Okay, so that that's their out in terms of continuity. But... there's There's a real danger that this could get weepy in the weeds and get real angsty and emotional and and they could get carried away with it so far i think they've they've earned a certain amount of trust from the audience and not making it to be so melodramatic but uh this this could be the storyline that kind of throws everything off the rails i think yeah sorry i'm not trying to interrupt there's no you're right you're okay um i feel like it's going to be too many storylines at that point well, no, because the, I mean, you've got you've got four. You've got you've got Bizarro. Yep. You've got the ex Kryptonite thing with with uh, with Jonathan. You've got Lana running for mayor. You've got uh, Jordan and Sarah, and you've got Natalie and Dad. You know, Natalie's decided she's going to throw in and help repair the suit, but that part intersects with Jordan, Sarah, and with the Bizarro storyline. So they're gonna they're gonna incorporate. Uh, they're going to incorporate various different threads and weave them back and forth and uh, it's just a lot (laughs) it is it is so throwing in more I I feel like the Lucy Lane thing isn't going to have anything to do with with the plot no it will it will because it'll affect it'll affect the 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 dynamic between um uh, Lois and Sam. You're gonna so you're gonna quick, get that you're gonna get that looped in. So real quick though, what exactly was Lucy doing? Well, we don't know that for sure. Depend it depends on on where they're going with this. But apparently it was so Nexium turns out to be at one level this self help guru type of of group where women would go to you know learn skills to be better about themselves you know self self image and that kind of thing 
and that's the surface level. And then deeper down, some of them were trafficked as sex slaves. I mean, it became, it was, there was a cult involved in, in pieces, allegedly, according to, according to reports. And so they're likely going to be pu- pulling some of that in. And depending on at what level Lucy was involved and how much trauma she's dealt with because of that, then you're going to have that emotional dynamic and there's going to be a lot of bad blood between, you know, we've already established that there's bad blood between Lucy and Lois. And dad was just kind of back here not wanting to take sides because he didn't really know what was going on. So depending on how deep Lucy was in, she could have quite a bit of trauma that she's dealing with. So if they're basing it off of Alice Mack, was she a victim or was she... She was, she was part of the organization. Okay, so are they making Lucy part of the organization? I, I don't know. She, I don't know. I don't know. We don't know that yet. So uh, Keely Chow says, when I think of a DC character running from air, all I can think about is the penguin running from air of Gotham. We may get that in the new... Uh, we may get that in the new movie. Hello, Mazer. It's good to see you. Uh, been too busy to sign on until now. That's fine. You're here. We're good I to have you. I have a weird feeling that Lana's not going to end up being mayor, that it's going to be Kyle. No, I don't know what it is. No, because but. that's that's too much of a that's too much of a switch after a switch, because they're set, they set her up to be the candidate. Now it doesn't necessarily mean she's going to win, but that would right. be that would be a sort of a redemption arc payoff for her with regard to how this how the town sees her. Yeah, that would be the that would be the resolution of that where she helped. Morgan Edge do all of this damage unwittingly. She didn't know what was going on. But now if if she can get elected as mayor then there's a certain amount of healing that's involved. She gets a little bit of a redemption. The The town forgives her. They they move, move on to new things and bigger, better, higher, faster. So we'll see how that goes. I, th- I think she'll probably get she'll probably get uh, elected. And then she's got a whole new set of problems. Yeah. Because that's what happens. When when something goes right in a story, wait for the other shoe to drop. Right? Mm-hmm. That's kind of how life is, I guess. Yep. <coughs> anyway. Um... Going going back to the Bizarro thing, uh-huh. I think that you were probably pleasantly surprised. I was. I, I was. Um, it was not something I saw coming. And, but in retrospect, you know, when, when, like I said before, when Lois said her doomsday line, I thought, well, maybe this is a red herring. And... When uh, when Sam said bizarre Superman, I I knew what they were doing, and then of course he shows up at the fortress with the with the crest backwards, which you know confirms that we are dealing with Bizarro, not uh, not anybody else. So it's it's fun to have my expectations subverted like that, and the show is is doing it in a way that doesn't deconstruct our expectations. It just says, 
here. Look at this. Look at this left hand over here. Don't look at this right hand over here until it comes up and smacks you in the face. And, yeah. you know, it gets it gives you a twist in the story that's not necessarily doing harm to the characters and the continuity of the source material. So I think they're they're doing they're doing well so far, I think. I I still think they're going to go the doomsday route at the very end. I don't know. There's, maybe. There is a storyline called Super Doom and it's when Superman accidentally inhales the toxins of Doomsday or something uh-huh. and slowly evolves into Doomsday. I think they're going to do something similar with Bizarro because they could. She's don't go all doomsday on me. And in the comics, Superman was the one that went doomsday. Yeah. So maybe there could be a twist on that. A possibility. That's a possibility. Yeah. Big question is of course, where he comes from. I think he's an experiment from earth. But some people think he's from Bizarro Earth, which I feel like would be a little too much for the show. Well, I don't think doing Bizarro World would work. Well, not not like you would. Well, okay, Bizarro World in the comic books you could not do no, because from a from a from an astrological and physics side of things. A square planet is just not anything that you can actually do. But you could do some kind of Bizarro World-ish type of thing with... uh, Because, you know, Superman is an alien. He's from another planet. So Bizarro could be from another planet. Or, uh, like you said, he could be an experiment from Lex Luthor. And that would also explain the um, containment suit. Maybe. Maybe. Uh, the containment suit could also be something to protect him from transitioning whatever universe to this universe. Because they were speculating on him possibly being from another dimension. So there's that question I mean, as well. The thing, the thing his mom called it was interdimensional... I don't, I, I don't know what it was called. It, 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 interdimensional connection... I don't... It, it was... I don't remember what it yeah. was yeah, I know what you mean. But yeah, there's there's a possibility he's from another dimension. But I I do think that he's from our earth. Cuz this well, woman if he's a bizarre but if he's a bizarro some, superman, he's a kryptonian of some sort because they were saying, you know, the reason that he was connected to this this thing psychically is cuz it's kryptonian in origin. So he's some kind of kryptonian, we just don't know what kind. If he's from another dimension, if he's a clone, if if it's a you know some kind of an experiment gone bad, if he's a weapon that was designed, who knows? We we still don't know that part. But we'll find out, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm I'm very excited. Um, did you catch what the necklace he was wearing was? Uh, I didn't see. I I saw he was wearing one, but I didn't see. I didn't see the detail on it. It was either a square or a diamond. It was well. It was it was a square on the on the on the point. So it's a square, yeah, but it's it was, on the forty-five. It was, it was glowing blue. Yeah. Hmm. Me, I don't know. I really don't know. I I'm. 
I don't know. Similar to the one we saw last season. Similar to what we saw last season. Did John Hen did John Henry have a necklace when he crossed over? He had his dog tags, and it it was the um, the um, S that had one one three four on it for hell. He didn't have a glowing necklace. Okay, yeah. So the, it the, was the yeah. So that that could be part of the transportation device that gets him into this into this world, but uh, it could also be something else. Maybe that's the thing what gives him his powers, or it could be just some. Uh, it could be just some award that he got. Maybe. Maybe. Um, he seems to be having headaches as well. Do you think? Do you, you don't think there's something else coming? Because the, they both had the same visions of again, something breaking through. Where are they going with that? I don't know. Is it, is it memories? Is it hinting to something? That's too soon to tell. I mean, it really, really, it could. At this point, making some kind of a prediction, I think, would be ill-advised because every guess turns out to be kind of sideways. So. Yeah, uh, you know, I love could, how wrong we were last week. Just ah, oh, they're gonna go doomsday. Yeah, I don't want to see. Oh, right, I forgot this show is good. Yeah. All right, we will leave it there. Uh, those of you who are in the chat, thanks for being here. Keely Mazuris, Borg, Borg, Cam. Uh, I think I saw Robert in there. Uh, your Muslim uncle. Good, good to have all of you uh, with us today. If you have thoughts on Superman and Lois, how you think it's going, you can leave us a comment. You can send us an email live from the bunker at sci-fi4me.com. You can also uh, let us know various different topics that you would like for us to discuss and uh, and guests that you think we should invite. I'm, I I would very much like to have Gina Carano on here and Danica McKellar and Dean Kane and I've got my list, but I'm sure you guys have have uh, people you'd like to have on the show as well so let us know that and we're working on putting together the discord uh it's not ready yet but at some point we're probably gonna make that public and we'll see what happens i don't know i'm still wrapping my head around that so we'll uh, we'll let you know about that so f uh, find us on all of the different socials uh we are on a lot of them uh, you can find us there. Just search Sci-Fi for Me on various different social media platforms. We're on various different video platforms. I do invite you to check us out over on Odyssey. And uh, if you've got something that you want us to review, there's our mailing address. And uh, if you want to send us money, there's a couple of ways you can do that too. So all of that for you. And that's going to do it for us. Thanks very much for being here. Thank you very much, uh, Mr. Mr. Junior Boss. Thanks for having me. All right, we'll do this again next week. And uh, in the meantime, <clears throat> remember there are four lights. We will be back next week. This has been a presentation of Sci-Fi For Me Radio. Copyright 2022 by Flaming Dog Media, LLC. All rights reserved. No portion of this program may be retransmitted without the express written consent of Flaming Dog Media. 